I've heard probably in my life at least at least a thousand sermons in my life. And I have probably preached at least a thousand sermons in 20 years of ministry. Uh, I love to preach and I love to listen to sermons. I love going to church. I've always, I've pretty much always loved going to church. Um, I enjoy uh, being here with you all. Um, when it comes to my a spiritual journey, though, when it comes to my faith and growing in faith, uh, I have found that it happens best when I'm in a relationship with other Christians. Uh, let me explain what I mean. When I went to Indiana State University, uh, that's when my faith started to take root. Uh, at the Christian Student Fellowship down there, it was called the Scamp House when I was there. Um, but a, a man named Mark Gallagher is the campus minister down there at ISU, and he has such a profound effect on my life, such a profound impact on my life, that's where I really started to take my faith seriously. Now, I grew up going to church every single Sunday. I told you this before. I played the baby Jesus when I was three months old. First Christian church in South Bend. Uh, and uh, I went to youth group every week, church every week. I mean, if, if a limb wasn't falling off, we were going to church. So we would go to church every single Sunday. And like I said, I've heard a thousand sermons at least, at least, and, and I've preached a thousand sermons. And I couldn't tell you half of what those sermons were, even my own. And, and, and I know this to be true, that discipleship happens best in circles, not necessarily in rows. And we're going to explain what that means a little bit later on in the service. So when you think about your own relationship with Jesus, when you think about your own path of discipleship, you think about your own journey of faith, when have you grown the most? When I was at ISU, it was in the small group Bible study that we had with other guys. And Mark led this study, and I grew so much in my faith. Like I said, I started taking it really seriously uh, at that time, and it changed my life. And so I believe that discipleship happens best in circles and not necessarily in rows. That this is great, showing up to church on a Sunday, singing some great songs with a great band, hearing a great message, fellowshipping with one another. But if we want real, solid, deep discipleship, if we want real, solid spiritual growth in our lives, we need to be in relationships with other Christians. We need to be in relationships with one another because, again, discipleship happens best in circles, not necessarily in rows. So you will grow in your faith by showing up to church on Sunday. You will grow a little bit. But if you really want to grow deeper in your faith, you need to be in a group. And we're going to talk about that today. Now, if you haven't been around here very long, I want you to know uh, 2018 is going to be a banner year for GFCC. We're going to have some incredible things happen here in 2018. And we've had some incredible things going on for the past four or five years. Like I said, if you haven't been around here very long, you're going to hear stories about the way things have changed. And and uh, and it's been really, really positive. Our church has been growing uh, like crazy. New people coming all the time. Maybe today is your first time here, and we're so glad you're here today. Uh, maybe you've been around for maybe four or six weeks, and you're thinking, man, this is really a great place. I love being here. It's going to get even better, I promise you. I promise it's going to get even better. Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about uh, the, the process of discipleship and, and becoming a sold-out disciple of Jesus. And what does that look like to be sold out to him and to be a, a totally devoted follower of Jesus Christ? And like I said, it, it happens best when we're in relationship. Uh, discipleship happens best in relationship. Uh, a man named Jim Rohn said that you are the average of the five people closest to you. 
the average of the five people closest to you. And when you think about it for just a minute, you think about your closest circle of friends, those people that you hang around with all the time, and you start to think, you know what? We pick up on each other's mannerisms. We pick up on each other's catchphrases. You know, we start to say things. We have little inside jokes, right? Oh, we'll start to say, we start to sound like our best friend. We start to talk like our best friend, start to act like our best friend. In some ways, good. In some ways, not so good. But we'll start saying things or, or doing things that the other person does, or whether it's your spouse or whether it's a, a really good friend or a close circle of friends, and you, you start acting like them. And, and like I said, like Jim Rohn said, we are the average of the five people closest to us. We are the average of the five people closest to us. And this is seen in Scripture as well. In Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, it says this, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. As iron sharpens as iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. It is in relationships where we grow spiritually. It is in relationships, both our vertical relationship with God and our horizontal relationship with one another, that we grow spiritually. And the closer we get to a, a, a group of people who are like-minded and have a like faith and are, are working to uh, sharpen one another, we will grow sharper. We will become better. We will become stronger in our faith when we do that. And we're going to talk about that for a little bit this morning. Uh, if you brought a Bible, great. Uh, turn to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. We're in a series called Next Level. We're talking about taking our church and our faith to the next level. And so today we're going to talk about next level growth. Last week we talked about next level Great Commission and how God has commissioned us, Jesus has commissioned us to go into all the world to make disciples of all nations by baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that he has commanded us. So this verse, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, is kind of like our, our, uh, our baseline verse for this series. And so when it comes to making disciples, we need to identify what is a disciple, and then we need to talk about how do we make them. So in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, if you didn't bring a Bible, that's fine. Grab one out of the chair in front of you. It's on page 706. You can always use your favorite app like your smartphone or tablet, or the words will be on the screen. I want to read from Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and talk a little bit more about the Great Commission and the process of what it looks like to make disciples. So let's look at Matthew 28, 18 through 20. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, because all authority has been given to Jesus, therefore, go and make disciples while you are going. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Jesus has commissioned us to go and make disciples of all nations. So what is a disciple? A disciple, very simply, is a follower of Jesus. A disciple of Jesus, a disciple of Christ, is simply a follower of Jesus. I love the, in, the imagery of an Old Testament rabbi. An Old Testament rabbi would have uh, young men uh, apply to be his disciple. And so they would have to apply to be the disciple of a rabbi. And then they would do everything they could to be as close to their rabbi as possible, to catch on everything that he said, uh, to uh, learn from him closely, uh, so much so that they would, there was this phrase called uh, covered in his dust, that as his robe and his feet kicked up dust behind him, you'd want to be so close to your rabbi that you would be covered in his dust. And when it comes to following Jesus, I want to follow him so closely that I am covered in his 
dust. I want to follow so closely behind Jesus that I'm covered in his dust. This should be our goal, to be uh, such devoted and, and, and uh, um, wholehearted disciples of Jesus and followers of Jesus that we would be covered in his dust. So what is a disciple? A disciple is simply a follower of Jesus. So what does a disciple do? A disciple makes other disciples. A disciple sharpens other disciples. A, a disciple strengthens other disciples. Disciples are uh, to be multipliers. We are to multiply faith in people. We are to multiply the disciples that we make. And how do we make disciples? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we introduce people to Jesus. We bring them uh, to, into a relationship with him uh, through baptism. It's in that moment that God washes away our sins and forgives our sins. Uh, and then we begin living a new life in Christ. Uh, we begin living for Jesus Christ, and we uh, become uh, better and better and better disciples of his. But what does that look like? What does it mean to be a better disciple of Jesus? I want to look at uh, Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 24. And Jesus said this. He said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must, no, notice the word he uses there, must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. There are three keys to this passage, to this verse 23, of what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus, to be a sold-out, dedicated, devoted follower of Jesus. And the first is a life of self-denial. You have to live a life of self-denial. Uh, when it comes to denying yourself, Jesus says we have to do it daily. We have to do it, have a daily denial of ourselves. That means we don't love ourselves first, we love Jesus first, and then we love our neighbor second, and we love ourselves last. So we serve Jesus first, we serve our neighbor second, we serve ourselves last. It is a life of daily self-denial. Now let's face it, we're selfish people. We tend to be, right, human beings tend to be selfish. We want what we want, we want it now. And to follow Jesus means we have to deny ourselves first. Deny ourselves first. It is also a life of self-sacrifice. A life of self-sacrifice. Whoever wants to be my disciple, Jesus says, must daily deny themselves and daily take up their cross. What happens on a cross? Sacrifice. That's what Jesus did when he went to the cross. He sacrificed his life for ours. He sacrificed himself for us. He took the punishment that we deserved for our sins. Jesus took it on himself so that we could have forgiveness. And by God's grace, through faith in Jesus Christ, we can have forgiveness. So it is a life of self-denial. It is a life of self-sacrifice, meaning I put others before myself. I love others before myself. I, love, uh, I serve others before myself. I forgive people who I don't want to forgive. That's what it means to look like Jesus to love, serve, and forgive like he did. Because that's what Jesus did. He loved, served, and forgave people. That's what we're called to do. Love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love our neighbors ourselves. And when we do that, we're going to look more like Jesus. Which is the third key. Which is, it a is a life of following Jesus. That means it is complete and total surrender, sold out to him, 24-7, Jesus comes first. We follow him closely so that we look more like him. We sound more like him. We 
act more like him. And that's hard. Being a disciple is not the easy way. It is not the easy route. It calls for a life of self-denial, self-sacrifice, wholehearted devotion to following Jesus. That's what it means to be a disciple. Continuing, I want to talk a little bit about what it means to be a disciple and how we show the world that we are his disciples. In John 13, 34 and 35, it says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So how do we prove to the world that we are disciples of Jesus? How do we prove to the world that we follow Jesus? How do we prove to the world that we belong to Jesus? It's how we love one another. It's how we love each other. It's not, it's not the Christian t-shirt you wear. Those are great, right? Those are wonderful. But that's not how you prove that you're a Christian. It's not how you prove that you're a follower of Jesus. It's not the little Jesus face on the back of your car. That's not how you prove that you're a Christian. It's a, it's a nice it's a nice token. It's nice, you know, unless you're doing 85 in a 55. Don't do 85 in a 55 and change it. it it's not in the protest. It's not in the share this uh, Facebook post. It, it's not in the, the tweets. No, it is when we love each other unconditionally in the church, when we love each other the way Jesus loves us, when we love each other in the church, that is how we show the world that we are his disciples. So it is a life of self-denial. It is a life of self-sacrifice. It is a life of following Jesus, and it is a life of love. This is what it means to be a sold-out follower of Jesus Christ. It's a life of self-denial life of self-sacrifice, a life of following Jesus, a life of disciple. So how do we get there? I mean, it's great. I mean, it's great. You know, how, how, do, how do I do that, though? I mean, how do I put this into practice? Well, we're going to help you. we got a brand new program we're starting in January of 2018. I'm going to invite, I told you last week, I'm going to have some different people come up. I'm going to interview them. Had uh, my buddy Eddie come up last week. He gave a powerful testimony. It was fantastic. And uh, today I'm going to have my friend Donnie, uh, who's uh, our deacon of outreach, as well as a candidate for elder. Uh, and uh, I'm going to have Donnie come up and uh, join me. Donnie uh, is, uh, like I said, he is also the head of uh, our, uh, our connection group team, our connection group vision team. And so he's going to share a little bit about that right now. So Donnie, come on up. Have a seat, bud. How you doing, my friend? I feel like I'm on stage more than you today. <laughs> they appreciate that. <laughs> so why don't you introduce yourself, tell us uh, a little bit about your own spiritual journey. Okay. Well, my name is Donnie Gordon. Uh, me and my wife have been coming here at GFCC for a couple years now. Um, as a child, uh, I had no Christian background. I was not introduced to God, Jesus, at all. Um, when I turned 14, I moved up to Lansing, Illinois, to be with my dad, and uh, my stepmother was Catholic. So for the next few years, we went to Catholic church. Um, it was never something that really interested me. I, I learned a little bit. I was uh, exposed to God and Jesus Christ for the first time. But um, when I joined the Marines, I joined the Marines at 18. Uh, I had my first real 
exposure to Christianity in, uh, in boot camp. <clears throat> it was um, highly encouraged to go to church, and so I decided to go to church one day, and it was totally unlike anything that I had learned as, you know, a fledgling Catholic. It was completely different. Um, I had an interest in it, an actual interest, and on leave, my, I came home one time, and my dad was going to a Church of Christ uh, here in, in Hammond, and uh, so I learned even more, and I was baptized in 2001 and became a Christian, and uh, since then, um, I married Melissa in 2006. Uh, I met her in church, uh, good church girl. Uh, we uh, <laughs> Embarrassed church girl now. Um, but it's been great. Um, <clears throat> my life has its ups and downs, like everyone else's. Um, but I learn every day. I study every day. And every day I try, and, I try and make it one step closer to heaven. You know what I mean? So um, that's basically me. Uh, my life consists of a long string of answered prayers, uh, especially my Christian life now. Um, and it seems like it's happening all the time. And uh, like if you ever if you ever had a chance to talk to me and hear about some of the things that God has answered my prayers on, it'd be, you'd be floored. So that's just me in a nutshell. That's a little bit about my uh, spiritual journey up to this point. Okay, great. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so what has your team been working on, uh, your connection group team? Uh, what have you guys been working on, and uh, what can we expect from that? Okay. I, uh, I have a list because if I don't put my thoughts down on paper, I will forget them. It's not a long uh, list, is it? Yeah, it's a long <laughs> list. <laughs> so um, me and my team have been working on connection groups. Now, um, in June, early June, the leadership of the church got together, and uh, we worked on the vision of what GFCC would have for, for the upcoming years. And one of the things that we decided that we really needed is a small group program. Now, uh, what connection groups are is uh, basically you live life together. You do life together. Um, you eat together. You pray together. You hang out with one another. Um, and it really takes relationships within the church to the next level. Um, basically, what, like what Sean was saying, when learning happens, discipleship happens when you are with a friend, when you have close people, people that you can confide in, people that you trust. Um, just to bring the Bible into it, in Galatians, uh, the sixth chapter in verse two, uh, Paul instructs the churches in Galatia to bear one another's burdens, okay? Also in Romans chapter 12, Paul uh, tells all the Roman uh, Christians, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Um, the problem is that you can't do that sitting in those chairs looking at the back of somebody's head, right? It's, it's not enough. Being in this building is not enough to bear one another's burdens, weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice. It needs something extra. And that's where small groups comes in. That's where our connection group program uh, comes in. And uh, from, we, we decided to focus on this for many reasons. The growth spiritually is one reason, but another reason is because if you look around, you're gonna see a lot of people that you don't see all the time. Our church is rapidly growing. And another reason why we're implementing these connection groups is so that we can learn more about the people who are around us and meet new people within this church and help to disciple them along too, just as well as us. 
So um, that's what we've been working on. Um, everything is on track, and uh, we're doing very well. We're doing very well. Fantastic. Um, so when it comes to spiritual growth, uh, growing both uh, vertically and horizontally when it comes to our relationship with God, but as well as our relationship with one another, what is your team's vision for that? Okay, so horizontal growth is this idea of growing uh, with the relationships around us, okay? This horizontal line, all of us having relationships with one another. Uh, the vertical uh, growth, we're talking about growth with God, okay? And a relationship with God. Um, to reach the 1% uh, in our community, which is our vision, um, we have to be disciples. And just like Sean was talking about before, um, you, you have to be a disciple. And so Sean already talked about what a disciple is. Uh, Jesus had, him, has disciples himself, had disciples himself. Um, and if you really think about it, Jesus implemented the first small group, the first Christian small group. Um, how do you make a disciple? So a disciple is made uh, through mentorship um, in, in relationships with one another, uh, just as we've been talking about. Um, in these relationships, you know, we care for one another. We love one another. We pray for one another. And um, we, we bring people along, okay? So we learn a lot on Sundays, you know, through Sean's lessons and stuff like that. But when you're in a, when you're in a Bible study or in a small group, it really, how do I, how do I say this? It, it takes your faith to the it next takes level. Your, it takes your faith, it takes your learning to the next level. Very good, very nice. You, I like, saw what you did there. Paying attention. <laughs> so, um, a disciple will make it their mission to reach one more person for the kingdom. And this is extremely important, and I'll tell you why. Um, all of us. All the people outside these walls have one of two destinies that's going to be eternal. It's either going to be heaven or it's going to be hell. Now, um, if there's somebody within these walls or outside these walls that we fail to reach, um, their eternal destiny could be hell. And if they miss heaven, they've missed everything. Heaven is the whole reason why we're here. If we miss heaven, we miss it all. We missed everything. So um, if we have these circles, these connection groups, um, and we're growing, and we're making disciples, uh, and we're growing in a relationship with God, these disciples that we make together will make more disciples. These groups will grow both horizontally and vertically. Uh, we'll have a deeper connection with God uh, and Jesus Christ. And we'll really care for about the people. We'll really care about the people around us, and that's what the connection groups is all for. Cool. So, so what are the next steps that people need to take? Um, th there's a piece of paper on your chairs. Explain that just a minute. Okay. So I'm actually going to leave the stage for a second to grab one. Where are you going? So I'm grabbing a uh, paper. So these papers that are on the chairs. Let's kick my stool over. Uh, these papers that are on the chairs. Um, it, it only takes a couple minutes to fill out. Basically, it's some basic information about yourself and um, what kind of connection group you would be interested in. It has a list of options. It only takes a couple minutes to check them off. Um, even if you are not a member, you can be in a connection group because connection groups are all about 
growing together and developing a deeper connection with each other and with God. And so even if you aren't a member and you're searching, this is a good place for you. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, on the very bottom of the page there, it says any questions or comments, please contact Donnie Gordon, which is me. <laughs> um, I'll be at a table in the back um, and some of the members of my team will be there also to answer any questions that you might have about connection groups or what we do in connection groups, how they work. They're very simple. Um, um, so please fill this out. It only takes a couple minutes. We have a deadline uh, if we want everything uh, ready in January. Uh, so if you wanted to fill that out this morning and leave it with me, that would be perfect. Uh, next week is going to be the deadline, so next Sunday, if you have, if you have it filled out then, Turn it, to, turn it in to me then because we're going to start talking to our facilitators and getting them ready for everything that you put on these papers. So that's why it's critical that we get these papers back. So uh, that's the next step is these papers. Once these papers are filled out and turned in and we have a baseline of all the information that we need to figure out for our facilitators, uh, we're going to start organizing signups. And signups will happen in December and we'll go into the new year ready to start these connection groups and rock it, I guess. I don't know what oh, to say. Yeah, I, had, I like that. It was that, a huh? goofy thing to say there. That's like the 80s called. They want their rocket back. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, thank you, Donnie. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you uh, coming up and checking help me out this morning. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Donnie Gordon. And um, so that's the challenge that I got for you this morning. The challenge that I have for you today uh, is to fill out that survey uh, and to turn it in in the next two weeks uh, and to join a connection group. Connection groups are going to start up in January of 2018, uh, and we really believe the, the leadership of our church uh, is committed to this idea of connection groups, and we really believe that this is going to revolutionize and transform our church uh, deeper relationships with one another and deeper relationships with Jesus. So this is what we are going to commit ourselves to and focus on so that we can go deeper in our discipleship, make more disciples of Jesus, make better disciples of Jesus uh, as we uh, journey toward our heavenly home. So please fill that out uh, for us today or, or, and turn it in by next week. Uh, we'll get you plugged in. And I'm very, like I said, I'm so excited for what God is doing here and the things that he has in store.